the thing going and then the execs are like make more money and they're like but we kind of are finished like we don't care what other shows um dexter did that <laughs> they were like all right we're gonna have the book ending where he dies and showtime is like no nah, we want to be able to recycle this character later so you have to move him to canada and have him abandon the only child I'm like really and they're like yeah there's four, there's four people writing that show. Even though I'm pretty sure Canada has, like, exports. I don't I'm think they sure. specifically demanded he became a lumberjack. That's just what happened. I'm pretty sure that's where Walter to goes, too, in Breaking Bad. That he, like, takes his barrel and goes there. And that's he's, like, what, nah. he's like, nah. That's where shows go to die. Remember when there was, like, hands and feet washing under and there was a crumpet? Yeah. The rumor is that's from concrete boots, whereas the entire body decomposes, but the feet are preserved. And as the fabric rots inside the concrete, the feet get loosened. That would make a lot of sense being close to Detroit. Welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds. (laughs) Great, great place to start. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast that won't forget that Ben still had a cameo in a Limp Bizkit music video. My name is Toby DePola, and there are a lot of characters in fiction. Really? What a broad you sentence think, You think so? <laughs> but for everyone we've seen, there's probably one on the cutting room floor or in a scrapbook set aside and forgotten. Uh, this week we are diving into the in-betweens, the characters that did appear before being brother chucked straight back out of again. I'll explain to them. I really hope so because I... But first I'm going to introduce uh, my guests who are Juby and Bobo. Bobo Jimmy. Hello. And producer Kyle. I'm here. Um, if I'm not here, there is no podcast. Yep. And this is the School for Edward Nerds Characters MIA. That's Missing it. in action. Yes. Not to be confused with back in action. I watched that. You did? I did. It's not great. It's, it's, it should be MIA. It's in that genre of a live action thing interacts with a cartoon. Yeah, but is it? I mean, it's better crafted than Cool World. Yeah, but is it? It is. It's just not as good. <laughs> okay. A nice place to start is the term I used. Brother Chuck. Much like you guys have heard of Jumping the Shark, right? Yeah. The TV trope coined after Happy Days, Mm. in which the Fonz jumped over a shark with his sweet wakeboarding and everyone was like, wow, but then all the actual viewers were like, that's stupid. He didn't use his Batman shark repellent? No, I mean, that's what Jumping the Shark pretty much is, is when a show or anything goes too far and everyone's like, what even is this shit anymore? Can you think of any examples off the top of your head? Riverdale. Riverdale started like that, didn't it? What? What do you mean? The first season was alright, and then it went. Yeah, they just had like a killer, and then it was like, how are we going to keep this going? Kids love this. Let's put a killer in there, and then let's send him to prison. And they are writing like on the go. Does it like they don't have a set thing? Yeah, that's what they were saying about the actors. They would like get there and like, what are we doing this week? (laughs) (laughs) So, So yeah, that's named after Happy Days, and so is Brother Chuck. Or, or the Chuck Cunningham syndrome. Do you remember Chuck Cunningham? If you... No. I bet you don't. Um, it is in reference to Richie Cunningham, who's the main boy, right? Yeah. All right. His older brother. I don't remember him. I bet you don't. This series originally featured an actor by the name of Gavin O'Henley playing the older brother, but he failed to strike much of a chord with the show's flow, so he dropped out and was replaced by another actor named Ru- Rudolph Roberts. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. Old Randy didn't make much of an impact in the show either, so Chucky was abandoned. Oh, no. One day he went to his bedroom. Never, never returned. That's that's where the phrase comes from. Um, he wasn't killed off. He didn't move to Africa like Eric did in that 70s show. He just vaporized, no questions asked. Um, and that is a good example of characters we'll be discussing this week. Okay. All right. So there won't be much comic characters here, because when a character gets retconned out, they usually get retconned back in again. 
like every character that died returning as a white lantern mm-hmm. at a certain point. Um, or Atlee, you might remember from the Power Girl series that Amanda Connor did. She was friends with Terra, not not the horrible one from Teen Titans, but another like Earth dwelling rock superpowered character. Cool. And then when the next writing stuff got onto the book, they just like didn't bring her back or talk about it ever again. Yeah, it's fine. Ironically, she did return in um, Amanda Connor's Starfire. Weird. Which is what I, which is what I mean. Every character that gets set aside in comics is going to get recycled again. Even the creepy dwarves in Killing Joke made a reappearance. I don't know if you knew. Yeah, that. yeah Killing Joke. Yeah, they yeah. They have they have Alzheimer's and they appear in Gotham Knights. I believe. You see, can recycle. Yeah. I don't think that they've recycled Starfire's daughter yet. Starfire is a Kingdom teenager. Come. Oh well, that's because they've they've released or are in the process of releasing a new um, book, which mm-hmm. is. I am not Starfire, and it follows her daughter, but they haven't said anything about whether, like, it's Grayson and hers, or if, like, it's the wrong name and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure I don't remember the details for it, but... But yeah, everyone eventually shows up again, so I'm not really counting them. Another subsection of this trope I want to rattle away from here are love interests. How many movies have you guys seen? Where the guy gets the girl at the end, and then they are nowhere to be seen or heard from in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. happens. Every James Bond movie. Yeah, they, oh, that was that's not always. They true. got one that kind of that goes into it. Remember the the one that gets Megan Transformers. Gold? Do you remember Megan Fox? Yeah, she was in like the first two. No. What about Austin Yeah, yeah none of his ones showed back up, did they? Um, you've all, if we're going to talk about spy love interests, you've obviously got Natalie Connors from Agent Cody Banks. This is true. A movie I only remember because Hilary Duff was there. Mm. Um, also in this car- category, you have Roxanne disappearing between a goofy movie and extremely goofy movie. Yep. Um, Agent K's love interest in Men in Black was also unmentioned. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when he like loved a woman and couldn't reveal it because he's like a Men in Black and he had to burn his identity? And then when Will Smith specifically goes back in time in the third one to the era she's around, she doesn't exist. Yeah, but he... Because mm. he has to get Agent K hide in the first place. God, there's so... Yeah. Oh, my God. There's potential for us to talk about it. No. Yeah. No, no. We know what happens when this podcast discusses Men in Black. Um, we get into fights the last week. We almost mentioned it before when we were talking about the Simpsons movie. Lisa had an important love interest in that named Colin, an yeah. Irish boy. Yeah. And then the series obviously continued after the movie, and he doesn't exist at all. Completely vaporized. Yeah, because didn't he get moved away? Didn't he move away? No, no, no. Milhouse tells Lisa he died, and he said in his memory he asked that you loved me, and then he just, like, shows back up again. And they walk onto the horizon holding hands, only for him to disappear without a trace. Lisa probably killed him. It's the only explanation. I really don't remember that at all. Because who cares about Lisa's love life? Or who cares about this? Yeah. It was only like a 13-year-old. Um, uh, a lot of these are like... Okay. The, the, the other example I thought of, well, I mean I found out, is Bimbo from Betty Boop. You remember this, the little dog fellow she's I friends do, with? I do, yeah. But um, doesn't he turn into a human? No. See, she turned into a human. A lot of people are like, Betty Boop was originally black. It's horrible to point out, but she was originally a dog. Voiced by a black woman. At any rate, she became a human, and her love interest, Bimbo, stayed a dog, um, which is bestiality. Booyah. So in about 1934, he stopped appearing in the animated. No, the clown's always there. He's a dude. Um, okay. And they, in the recently, Dynamite did a Betty Boop comic, and they did like a will they, won't they, with Bimbo the dog, and it was actually like pretty well done. 
Their ability to make a plot out of four-minute shorts about nothing in particular that just have reoccurring characters. Like, they worked pretty hard on this. I was impressed. page count. Where'd she go, Kyle? Church. Yeah, but then she also went to mental hospital. Yeah, but you only know about that if you're reasonable. Um, so what are some other love interests? Do you have Betty Ross in the MCU? And, you know, obviously the Edward Norton Hulk does count. Yeah. Whether people want to admit it or not, it counts. Um, and I'll even admit DC isn't perfect there either because we have an explanation for where Vicky Vale goes after the 89 Batman, but we never get an explanation about Selena Kyle or Chase Meridian. Oh, yeah, Chase Meridian's a good one. Yeah, they literally lived happily ever after the end of Batman Return uh, Forever. As far as we know. Uh, yeah, until she's dead because George Clooney Batman's dating a completely different woman. I mean, that's very Batman. But, okay, what about that girl from uh, Batman Begins? She was married to Rachel Dawes. Yeah. Mm. Um, they changed her actor, too. Yeah, I mean, she continues to exist to the point where she dies so hard that Batman quits for eight years. Which, yeah, is very, so which is a real know, breach of we character. We find out what happens to her. Also, I just... I know a lot of people like the Nolan trilogy. At least Batman and Robin used an actual Bruce Wayne love interest from the comics. They didn't just pull one out of their asses. Hmm. Batman and Robin is better than the Nolan trilogy. I mean, we knew that already, but... Yeah. You just gotta put a back credit card in, bad nipples. I'm fine with the bad <laughs> Look, the bad nipples Look, made for some is very genuinely interesting a funny movie, right? it is, with it my is. nephew. Um, so one section of this trope I am willing to explore is the vast amount of characters in Sonic the Hedgehog's franchise that are used once or twice and then tossed into obscurity under thousands of OCs, which is original. Yes. All the fan art ones. Um, so do, can you guys think of any Sonic character that appeared once or twice and then went away? A lot of them do. Like, the only one that ever stayed was Shadow the Hedgehog. Everyone else is either in the first three games that's, or not at that's all. That's the only one I remember Shadow the um, Hedgehog? Knuckles. Yeah, he does survive. He was in, like, the original trilogy or so. Yeah. But, like, everyone after... He, he's, like, the last one, and then Shadow's the only exception. Everyone else is like, hi, I'm a new character, the and I'm friends one. with everyone, and everyone's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, though. Like, Tails and Amy oh, Rose. Yeah. So, um... Tails was around for a bit. Yeah, Tails is always the little Robin that's, to that's why. Batman. That's why I'm staying quiet, because I know, like, the few... Sonic characters that I know are, the ones that are always survive. around. Yeah. Do you remember the green bird from the snowboarding game? No. Nope. Do you remember the big fat purple cat? No big cat, yeah. yeah. What What about... Um, I can't believe there's a Sonic character called Cream. Yeah. <laughs> she appears sometimes. Um. So, in do you remember the Sonic Mega Collection Plus compilations? Yes. Like in the Xbox days, they were just like, he's like 20 Sonic games, whatever. Yes, I own the PlayStation. Um, yeah, I had one of those as a kid. There was a game that made me ask... Who the hell are releasing? And it was Sonic Fighters. Do you remember when they tried to be Tekken or Street Fighter? Oh, yes. Yeah. So fighting games are notorious for some brother Chuck in action. Now, with story modes, we see a few cameos and stuff to explain all the missing characters. Mortal Kombat and Injustice got really good for that. They were like, we're not having all the characters as playable, but they appear. Like, they exist in our universe still. Um, but in 1996, it wasn't so much the case. No, no one cares. No. So... Now, I will say these characters are referenced in Sonic Mania, but that is specifically a fan love letter to classic deep dive Sonic, so of course they're going to get it. Do you know the story of Sonic Mania? Every Sonic game to come out since, like, 2006 is shit. And then, like, a bunch of fans of the original ones were starting to make levels of games and stuff, and then Sega's oh. like, you guys know what's going on. 
Is it that? You one? make one. Yeah, they just. Yeah. yeah. Is it that one? Yeah, they just remade it. I played Sonic. I, I used to play Sonic. That was not. Sonic Mania is a recent console yeah. one, but it's it's like a it's based on the original two D stuff. It's made by actual fans. Yeah, because they started putting out like compilation games where mm. you could play like the first five Sonic games on one disc. Don't forget Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean, which was just Sonic Tetris. No, that wasn't on. It was because I played the shit out of that one. Um. No, I'm talking about recent. Oh, like, because on the PlayStation 4, I have one of the, like, collection, hmm. and then people started, like, using that code to make new levels in those designs, and that's when Sega, um, yeah, Sega. Yeah, Sega was like, they you guys want to make an actual game? No, cool. hell yeah. Yeah. They were like, clearly you guys, like, want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, two years prior to Sonic the Fighters, there was a Game Gear release called Sonic Triple Trouble. The trouble was Dr. Robotnik, Knuckles the Echidna, the red one you mentioned, and Knack the Weasel. Nope. No. Every version after the fact named this character Fang the Sniper. Does that help you at all? Nope. Okay. This purple weasel in a cowboy hat appeared here in a karting game a year later, and then Sonic the Fighters. But after that, disappeared presumed dead. Hmm. Next in the roster was Bean the Dynamite. Nope. No? No one, no one's no. heard of the iconic Bean? Um, so, I mean, I've heard of baked oh. beans and black beans. There he is. There, that's the right. Green fella. Green little fella. He's a green nope. duck who uses bombs. He wasn't original for this game either, being a color swapped redesign of dynamite ducks. An old game, mostly famous at this point for its weird gay incest duck sex scene with a human woman loving every second of it. Easter egg. Booyah. We'll come back to that in another episode. <laughs> anyway, Bean was explained later to be son. Of the blue duck in Dynamite Ducks, which explains why he's just like a color-changed knockoff. Um, uh, yeah, he appears briefly in the Archie comics, but most characters have showed up in the minute or two. That's a huge universe. Um, so the last obscure fighter is Bark the Polar Bear. Nope. No? I'm getting a lot of blank faces on this one. Good. Um, there isn't much history about this guy, but these three were called Team Hooligan in the Archie comics. They appeared for... Eight issues total, nope. and that's it. Oh. Eight issues of the entire comic book run of Sonic the Hedgehog. Good now, work. Now for a bonus deeper cut Sonic the Fighters character, Honey the Cat. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Perfect. She was an un- she was unused in the original version of the game, but was reinserted into the game for the HD remake 60, 16 years later. Nah. Um, like Bean, she's a knockoff of sorts. Based on a human fighter named Honey or Candy in the English versions of a game called The Fighting Vipers, which I've also never heard of. Um, this is the first cat in Sonic vs. Canon, and after a whopping four issues, stopped appearing in the Archie comics as well. So they made it far. No. I, that's, I was kind of... Yeah, not one. really. So they're all gone. Okay. Another character I would like to touch on in the Sonic universe. Uh, I feel like you, you're you making this up and you're just like... <laughs> they all sound like made-up shit because the Sonic game... I, I don't want to upset Sonic fans, but they're not the best. The original. Okay. The one where he becomes a werewolf is not. Just just the first... The one where like, he kisses that human woman... The first... Is not. Two slash three games were good. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we, we got a future now. They made a good... We, we I was fine. Yeah, the movie... The, the, movie was, the movie was good and I got a sequel. The remake of the movie was good. Yeah. Well, the original of the movie. It's like Clifford the Dog. Please Google the filming of Clifford the Dog. Oh. <laughs> the prosthetic they're using for eye coordination. 
that'll eventually be filled in with CGI because it's still looking. <laughs> it looks like the inside of a mandarin, but shaped like a dog. <laughs> it's not good. Um, so for this next Sonic character, I'm going to Sonic Heroes. Did you ever play that as a boy? No. I played that one. Um, it's a team-up game that featured four groups of characters that went through typical-looking Sonic levels, and I think there might have been a plot. Oh. I don't, I don't really remember. It's not a memorable game for me. Anyway, your teams are Team Sonic, which featured that Tails, Knuckles, and some other guy, I forget. Um, you had Team Dark, which featured Shadow, Rogue, and a robot. I don't remember I his name. This is a robot. Just, I forget. It probably was some bullshit name. You had Team Rose, which had Amy Rose, Big the Cat, and Cream the Bunny. You mentioned a second ago. <laughs> the fourth and final team was Team Chaotix, spelled with an X. Because yes. they're so damn cool. Extreme. They were Espio the Chameleon, Vector the Crocodile, and Old Charmy B. Oh. Right? I didn't know this team of randoms, but they had appeared in 1995's Knuckles Chaotix. Okay. A, if you say so. A handhold Sega game like console called the 32X. I've never heard of it before. It featured Knuckles, the three guys I mentioned, and a fourth guy named Mighty the Armadillo. Mm. All right. This missing in action character has a strange history, being a scrapped concept of the original Sonic the Hedgehog game. That's pretty cool. The armad- it was They were either going to do an armadillo or a hedgehog. So he was like the most cutting room floor thing ever. I find it really weird that... I don't know more about this mm. because I definitely used to go and hang out at Seagull in Sydney. Yeah, I feel like you'd have some nostalgia for this stuff. Look, I, I remember a lot of things from the Seagull like So, Seagull World, not at all like, you know, Movie World or any theme park or whatever. No, no. It was a big building made of glass. On, I'm pretty sure Darling Harbour, but I could be very wrong with that because that was like primary school when we used to go here. And it was like, they called it an indoor theme park, but it had like this weird little roller coaster and there was a guillotine that you could put your head in and it felt like chucked your head off, but it turns out it was just like compressed air. When you describe it, it kind of sounds like an um, elaborate um, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it, that's really what it was. Was it like Questacon? I don't I've know never been to Questacon. Oh, okay. Is it like the My mum never took me. It's like a science, like a thing. Oh, like science works. Pretty much. Cool. No, it's, that's it's, not like that. It's like a video game. No, it was, it was like an indoor like, theme park. Yeah. It, it was like Sim- simulate. time yeah. zone, but weird. But okay. it was all Sega. It was oh, only yeah. Sega properties. Um, and they had, like, a big candy store, and at one point we won a competition that we were allowed to go into the candy store for, like, I think it was a minute, and anything that you've put into your trolley you're allowed to keep. We were pretty thrilled about that. But I definitely remember having my head chopped off every visit because I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, you to don't be remember Mighty the Armadillo? No, I don't have any memory of Mighty the Armadillo. You know Willie the Wombat to Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. He's like that. He's like the one they were going to use, but then didn't. I think I was more interested in Hanna Barbera. Because I also went to Sydney's Wonderland so a lot. Talk about Sydney theme parks. I grew up there. I know. Can't help it. Sydney's Wonderland was great until they forgot about it. Until they let it rot, literally. Literally. Potentially there were animals still in it. But we're not going to be sad about that right now. We're going to talk about how two years before Knuckles Chaotix, uh, this armadillo first appeared in an arcade game called Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. Maybe that was at your... Um, Probably. It's kind of like a Temple Run arcade game. Um, the only buttons you have is a jump button 
and a ball that you'd spin. Oh, that sounds familiar. For like, you would do his speed, his momentum, his angle, but like rolling this ball. I don't know. All right. Um, so the three playable characters were Sonic, obviously, Mighty the Armadillo, obviously, and of course, Ray the Flying Squirrel. Hmm. Um, do you want to put like a record scratch noise there? Look up. Because who the fuck is Ray the Flying Squirrel? I feel like you're asking the wrong question. I think he flies and his name's Ray. He doesn't fly. He's comic relief. He can't fly. Google him though because he's ugly as shit. So here's my bonus Sonic boy because I was researching the armadillo and I'm like, who is this Homer Simpson looking motherfucker? Oh no, that looks familiar. You look like Homer Simpson and Sonic the Hedgehog had a baby. Maybe it was in the TV show. He does because he's got like the beard thing. He's got the little ears and everything. He's got muzzle like Homer Simpson. Um, he appeared one more time as a charm hanging from a car mirror in a game called Gale Racer, and that's it. <laughs> um, he lasted for a while in the Archie comics, making it 43 issues beco- before Ooh. kind of fizzling out. Most of those seemed like background cameos. Look, that's fine. He was there. <laughs> he was kind of there. He participated. Right, and those are my Sonic missing people. I'm, there's a million more. There's a lot of Sonic characters. I don't think there's don't a great time. deal of... Um, Continuity. No, it doesn't seem games. like it. There's one where he goes to like um the Stone Age. There's like castles and shit. Yeah, I remember that one. Do you really? I, I, I find out about these like after the fact and kind of like laugh did, about them. I did. I'm distracted by. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you were distracted by something. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna jump to another one. 1998. Powerpuff Girls like, hits the airwaves. Yeah, you know Powerpuff yeah. Girls? Not really. I'm like Sugar and Spice. Everything. <laughs> oh my right. god. Baby. She was born in 98. You were small. Dude, I was like already in school. When you visualize the Powerpuff Girls and then, re- and then take note that they're the same age as Juby, it's The funny. Powerpuff Girls were not born in 98. <laughs> that's when they first that existed. Was so, yes, that's so, exactly yeah, where I They were though. born the same year. You're like you're like a little floaty. That's alright. I was tall trained by then, so that's alright. That's sick, man. That's Sugar, sick. spice, everything. Alright, so you obviously. Yeah, you had Blossom, Bubbles, Buttercup, Juby. No, what was the other one that no one talks about anymore that isn't my actual list? No, she didn't come in until much later. I'm talking about the, the big. Well, the I'll, big, I'll talk about this one later. Very good the big one. Forrest Gump one. <laughs> bunny. I was, try- I was, was trying. Bunny. I was trying to think of a nice way to say it. We'll talk about that off air because I'm not allowed to say those words. Um, so they're fighting to protect the city of Townsville from evil, and you know they did that with their side characters like Professor Utonium, the mayor, and the mayor's aide, Miss Sarah Bellum. I love Miss Cerebellum. She Which, w- now that I know more about... Where this is going? No, well, don't worry. Um, Cerebellum was the capable one next to the senile and strange old mayor. She was smart, capable, and had a body like Jessica Rabbit. We and never, no head. We never really saw her face, though. No. Nope. Apparently one time. Yeah. I um, remember that episode because I sat up to watch it. So, if you have tolerated the 2016 reboot, then you know where I'm going with this. Um, when the reboot rolled around, she was nowhere to be seen. People yeah. asked about it a lot, to the point where they couldn't brother chuck her, and they had to make an episode explaining where she went because everyone was demanding it. I mean, she was, like, one of the highlight parts of that show. But she had, like, six characters in it. But there's a thing. Well, no, because you had the six teacher good guys as in well. Yeah, no, the kindergarten kids. Um, it's similar to... I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. It's late. I'm tired. I'm starting a lot of thoughts. It'll come back to me. So in the episode Bye Bye Bellum, which I had to make after the fact, it's revealed she had worked for the mayor for 12 years and had 1,000 vacation days, so she was going on holidays. 
Hmm. That they, happens regularly. <laughs> I know they explained where she went, Pain but simple. the fact that they tried to brother chuck her and everyone got really pissed about it is kind of funny to me. <laughs> so, in interviews, Nick Jennings said that Miss Bellum wasn't quite vindicative of the kind of messaging he wanted to give out at this time. Probably. Look how I spelled it with a B. I don't, I don't know what that word is. I'm quoting... I'm, I'm, mis, I'm mistyping a quote. Okay. So, <laughs> Indicative. Good. Is the word. Well, what they meant was, smart women cannot be attractive, I think is what he was getting at. True. Um, because they also took the tits off of the kindergarten teacher you mentioned earlier. True. Made the only fashion-forward character a villain, and okay. for some reason, the girls twerk in an episode. The power. Yeah. yeah. How long are they? How do they... I'm assuming, like, three. But, Kai, can you imagine <laughs> if they got rid of Mrs. the Monarch for being attractive and capable? I mean, they won't, because that voice is inclusive. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> But it's the same thing. It's like, uh, she's kind of sexy. Well, and we I don't think, like that. I think that was the point that I was going to be. She was the only capable adult in that entire TV series. Because even the kindergarten teacher messes. She's a kindergarten. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about that one? Well, At least they good. actually explained what happened. But that's only because they I like that they, they tried to sweep it under the rug and everyone's like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no one liked that <laughs> reboot at all. Everyone got mad when one of the writing stuff was written into it to be a love interest of one of the Powerpuff kids. I remember you talking about that. It was weird. That's not a good move. It wasn't his idea, apparently. It was one of the other writers, but they still literally put an adult in love with a Powerpuff kid. Who's three? I'm assuming that they look... <laughs> they look toddler and they're in kindergarten. Yeah. Okay, they've got to be older than three. They're in kindergarten, so they're, they can't be older than, like, five. It, it, yeah, they're, they're between three and five. Um, this one felt kind of like unused setup and not done on purpose. But you're a small person, it turns out. You might actually remember this. Did you ever see Jake Long, American Dragon? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Sorry. All right, good. I'm in the wheelhouse now. Actually, I'm actually talking about something that anyone's heard of. In no more Ray the Flying Squirrel for me. <laughs> um, in 2005, Disney Channel tune. This American Dragon was about. A Chinese-American kid living in New York balancing his school life with being on adventures and transforming into a dragon and fighting ninjas and shit. Um, it's a lot like, you know, li- like lots of these kinds of series. His love interest, Rose, began as a villain, a bad girl. Um, she was a dragon slayer for the ninja group called the Hunts. Mm. Um, Rose went from antagonist to ally. Like, it was an ongoing arc throughout the series. Um, but in an episode called Dreamscape, you're not going to remember this by me shouting the title of it. But, mm. but in this one, we see a flashback to when the Huntsman clan, or the Hunts clan, took the newborn Rose to become a slayer due to her dragon-shaped birthmark. But what was that in the background? Holy shit, Kyle. Rose had a twin sister. A twin? There was a secret twin. Really? Yes. I know you're surprised. Because considering my topic, you know where I'm going with this, right? She now appeared again. Yep. The mother had two babies in that scene, and towards the end of the show, Jake makes a wish that Rose was never kidnapped so she could live a less Talia al Ghul lifestyle and more of a human lifestyle. Um, so the sister is nowhere to be seen in that version of reality. One fun fan theory I've seen is by Jake wishing Rose's safety left the, the twin sister to be taken by the Hunts clan, but the series ended promptly after that and he didn't want to pay for another season, so we'll never know. It was just a weird foreshadowing thing that never got cashed in. So why I, add in a twin? I don't think they knew it was going to end. If they weren't going to. I think they set it up. I think they're buying season at a time. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like... You that would have been cooler to see what they would have done with it. Like, I like the fan theory that they were going to make her a villain mm-hmm. and then have her that. Yeah. 
The other fan theory of she's in boarding school sucked. <laughs> this is a boring answer. I hate it though. I mean, it's possible. I like that she's a ninja villain. Ha! But also, where the hell was she in, in the normal reality? Still with her mom. She had what no. Was she, though? she had no full birthmarks. She got left alone. Okay. So like this one's normal. No birthmarks. All right. So I've done one that Juby cares about. I'm going to move on to Bobo here. You've seen South Park. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. No. All right. So do you remember who Eric Eric Cartman's father was? Do you remember that being a big deal? Yes. Yep. It was such a question that it had a who shot Mr. Burns big two-parter in said two-parter. Three-parter. It's two. Three. There are three episodes there before you get a payoff. I know, I know, but we'll, we'll come back to that. I think we talked about it once on the podcast before. So this is, I'm talking about the episodes, Cartman's mum is a dirty slut, and I'm talking about Cartman's mum is still a dirty slut, the two-parter episode. Um, it is revealed that his father is his mother. Whom is revealed to be a hermaphrodite. Which I don't think that's how that works. No. that's And that's all well and good. But we have two other answers that have both been retconned out of continuity, technically. Alright, so, for the big 200 and 201 episodes, which were banned, we, we mentioned it earlier, um, in a Killing Joke reference set piece, for some reason, Scott Tenerman reveals that they shared a father before Cartman had him killed in the episode Scott Tenerman Must Die. But Judas turns him into chili. Yeah, that's right. But Judas, yeah, some, stuff. but Judas, some fucking serious speeches about how religious censorship proves terrorism does work. The episode was banned. Thus, I think that discounts it from canon. Would it not? Like, it's the tree falling in the woods doesn't make a sound kind of argument. If an episode's banned, is it still canon? Like, if it technically doesn't exist, doesn't I'm, exist. It depends. Have they said that it doesn't? They've exist? never brought up any, that shit again. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I think, like, if it gets... Is it available on the DVD seasons? No. If you have to steal it off the If internet. it's not available on the season, I feel like it's not canon. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I don't want to... Yeah, I don't think it counts. No, if it's not part of the said box set for the season that they release, then it can't be. It, it is purely missing unless you dig around on it. Um, Alright. So, that wasn't the only father cut from Cartman's life. Um, a standard TV show on Comedy Channel in 1997 had a runtime of 22 minutes in... Half hour blocks with eight minutes of commercial. The South Park pilot was 28 minutes long, so six minutes had to go. Later on, fans got to see some of the still frames that were cut out, like in behind the scenes and stuff. One of which featured Leanne Cartman, her daughter, and her fat, balding husband. So he originally did have a family that got cut out for the sake of time. Not anymore, because we got to shave six minutes off of this. And then they realized that none of Cartman's family appeared except for his mom, so they just left. <laughs> That's fine. I think that's fine. I think it's better with him. Just... Yeah. I mean, she's it's a fun character inclusive. as well. Mm. Yep, yeah, so Carmen's father was cut. But he, he, that's two removed fathers, and they're both different people. Um, I brought up Carmen's mum's A Dirty Slut episode here, which heavily feature Dr. Mephesto, who has been gone for a while, but after the return of Officer Bra Brady, I'm not ruling him out just yet. Because as South Park evolves, a lot of characters disappear. But they're also used for crowd shots. They still cameo, so I can't really count them. Yeah. One I can definitely count. The most, the easiest one to find information about, because everyone agreed that this was a good decision, is Sparky the fairy dog in Fairly Odd Parent. Oh. Did you, did you used to watch that? Do you remember the episode where like he goes, where Timmy goes to court for using too many wishes recklessly, and his punishment is yes. he has to recycle like his time with the fairies over and over again, and he can't remember the that it's on an infinite loop. Yes. I love that episode because it's like a dark, horrible 
thing that proves he's trapped in this forever. He doesn't age. He's he's stuck. That's it. How do you he remember the fair, himself. Do you remember the fairly odd parents movie? live action? Yeah, because it had um Drake Bell in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I had to look into this one because I stopped watching when they added the baby. Yeah, Proof. the baby was annoying. Yeah, the baby sucks. Butch Hartman liked to add characters to the show to freshen it up. For better, worse, or almost 100% of the time worse. Mm-hmm. Proof. And then later on, Chloe. Timmy had to share fa- his fairly old parents with a girl. I do not remember that it's at just all. A, no, no one was there at that point. We're all is gone. It's still going. Like, That's what I mean. Yeah, creating. no one cares. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're here to discuss the dog Sparky. The premiere of season nine had Timmy Turner adopt a magical dog. A typical big dumb dog. Um, by season 10, he was gone. Despised by pretty much everyone, including the fans and including the writers, who were very happy to be rid of him. <laughs> I get um like Poochie vibes from the Itchy and Scratchy show. Oh, I this guy? That one. Yeah. Um, it's exciting when I understand the when you follow. reference. Yeah. Look at you go. Another hated character to get the Chucky Cunningham experience. Um, watch me start to panic because I'm out of them already. I can make this work. <laughs> Don't edit out any long pauses this week. Okay. All right. All right. So another character that no one liked, Charlotte Braun. All right. Never heard of this one? No. She is the girl version of Charlie <laughs> Brown. Wait. What are you doing? He's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. Just leave him. Don't you interrupted Toby. Don't pat him. Just leave him. Otherwise, he's going to keep going for attention. How dare you? Um, Charlotte Braun was the girl Charlie Brown from the old peanut comic days, but she disappeared. I bring this one up because I love the story of the explanation on this one. This is great. This is one of those dumb trivia things I'm going to hold on to forever. Mm-hmm. She was hated by the readers. She first appeared in 1954. She was loud, brash, and full of opinions. Not a single good attribute in a woman. In the 50s, all right? <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I'm displaying the opinions the readers had. And, you maybe and, should have started with that. Well, I forgot to write that down. <laughs> So, in 1955, she stopped appearing. Gone without a trace. Did her family move from Henpen County? That doesn't seem to be the case. Check this out. 45 years later, the Peanuts creator, Charles Scholes, would pass away. He did. He died. He did. After his passing, a woman named Elizabeth Swain came forward after his death with a piece of Peanut history no one had seen or heard of before. So this is like the chick showing up with the necklace or whatever the fucking Titanic. This is what this is this is about what I'm gonna do to peanuts right now. It's Cinderella turning up with the glass slipper. Yeah, it's Elizabeth Swain showing up with the with the letter. A letter. She had wrote to Charles to complain about Charlotte Braun, and for some reason Charles chose to respond to this one angry fan letter. January 5, nineteen fifty-five. Dear Miss Swain. I am taking your suggestion regarding Charlotte Braun and will eventually discard her. If she appears anymore, it will be in strips that were already completed before I got your letter or because someone writes in saying that they like her. Remember, however, that you and your friends have the death of an innocent child on your conscience. Are you prepared to accept such responsibility? Thanks for writing, and I hope that future releases will please you. Sincerely, Charles M. Schultz. Under the handwriting... And possibly the final image of Charlotte that Charles ever drew with an axe buried in her head. I've heard that he was like... <laughs> a smart <laughs> No, like a really shitty individual. That's great, though. I Like, you know how you usually make fun of Walt Disney? Yeah. I've heard every single part of that is true about him. Hmm. 
And like he tried to build a his, weird his state. His family have tried to stay a part of the Charlie Brown like estate in order to try and like change the perception of the Schultz family. I could be wrong. This could just be me like looking into one or two people's like opinions on it. But I've definitely heard like. I love this letter so much. I don't even care. This is the most vindictive, shitty that. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind writing something like that to a few people. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how she must have felt bad because she kept the letter a secret until he died, and then like brought it forward, and it's on display in a museum or something. But now. that's the thing. She probably knew that he would like find some way to hide it. She's like dead now. Do whatever I like. Okay. He can't defend this. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would wait till you die. I mean it. Those are all the ones I wrote down. There's a million more. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing. It's kind of hard. So hard to think of a monster. To find it because yeah. they usually just a lot of them are swept under the rug off. effectively. Yeah. These are the ones where people are like, what? Yeah. yeah. Especially the cerebellum one. Yeah. But yeah, like some of the ones we saw when we were Googling around was like um, one of the henchmen series of unfortunate events disappearing in book one. Or some of the ones I sent you earlier. Um, all of Ronald McDonald. The entire fucking universe. Yeah, because after the... Um... Oh, no, no. So so we start by saying, Super Size Me was bad for publicity and they're advertising fast food to children. Then it got worse. Because there was the... Remember when there was clowns, like, randomly popping mm, up and they started, yeah. like, when was that, terrorizing like, 2016 people? or something? Yeah, that was a... That was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was a whole a, damn thing. They just they just stopped having... Because Ronald McDonald had a very extensive universe up until that point. Mm. He disappeared around that time. Really? For the sake of negative publicity, they just hid their clown in a sea of evil ones. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's talk about it. So we lost Grimace. We lost Hamburglar. We lost cool McDonald's. Now it's all yeah. sad and office building looking <laughs> yeah, for some fucking yeah. reason. It's all gone. All dead. Fry guys, gone. I know anything that bird pff, out of here. I know that I'm the <laughs> only person that knows those video games, but I will take them to death with me. I, I found a, them on like YouTube. TV series on them too. Yeah. See, he knows about Ronald McDonald in Scared Silly. You guys are too young. Animated by Klasky Cheapo, so it looks like an episode of Wild Thornberrys, and there's a dog named Sunday. You guys and he are sleeps too young. in a burger bird. These guys must have been so high making this. <laughs> Dude. Like if you go back and look at it, a lot of the musical numbers are like not really subtle, like adult humor. Mm-hmm. Like when they're camping they have to go like get some wood and pitch a tent or like bone around. But yeah, all that's gone. See, when I was, you know, a, a young wee McFry lad. Hmm. Um, they had a you could buy a CD-ROM to put in your computer, and it was like there was four of them you could collect, and then you went to different areas with all of the different like McDonald's characters, and it was very fun. I'm sure, my mom still has them. She's a whore. A little bit. If you're listening, you could subscribe or something. I don't think she knows how to work technology. <laughs> so She's not even that old. She just gave up. We're, we're all going to give up. Of it. I'm giving up right now. Um, do you want to do our homework first? Is there any like big characters that like have died and then come back? There's a bunch oh, yeah, as geez. well. Like, like, do you have any like like big ones? Um, that kind of tangents into our homework question. So I wanted to ask the the, the resurgence ones like do you guys have mm. a favorite return um jason todd right yeah that's, that's, is, that's is a huge the best one. example which kind of tendons off your you know like killing a young innocent child yeah. so they had jason todd replace um dick grayson, dick grayson. everyone hated him yeah he was so, a snide 
smart alecky. He had none of the charm of Dick Grayson's Robin. He was just a dick underwear. Um, it's hard to take a jerk off Robin seriously in those old eighties outfits. Yeah, it's just like yeah, piss off <laughs> in his little fucking <laughs> elf boots. Tia no it goes inside the pants. No, they don't. Stop new fifty two in me. Um and then so they started, you know, putting him in situations where maybe he could make it, maybe he could not. And then they ran an ad campaign where you could decide what happened to him. They left and it you up had to, to the ring fans. in whether you wanted to kill him or save him. And all of the fans voted to kill him. He was promptly destroyed in an explosion. So, he, yeah, he dies. And everyone thought that he was dead. And then many years later... And that's one of the moments that like put Joker really high on the map. Because he was the one who killed Robin. Yeah, he, he smashed mm. him in the face with a crowbar. And left him in... The and then it goes... Yeah, left him in a building full of... Um, and then... Many, many moons later, mm. I don't know exactly how many. Hush came out, which you've yeah. played a part of. There's a Jason Todd reveal. It it's turned... not Jason Todd. No. But it also sold a shitload of issues compared to every other issue of Hush. So everyone looked at each other and goes, so Jason Todd's back on the menu, huh? Financially, let's uh, think about this for a minute. <laughs> so apparently what happened was... That Ra's al Ghul got to him before he blows up. No, no, that's when they made a good explanation. What this originally is happened is Superboy punched reality so hard that a living Jason Todd fell out of the crack. I wasn't going to say that one. Cute DC No, it makes Superboy a lame character. This is also <laughs> Forever. No matter what they do with him. Remember when he had Elton John sunglasses and he mm. had a popped collar? <laughs> yeah, but Bitches. you one of his jokes. <laughs> I just like black... Also, original Nightwing suit. That's all I'm saying. It's evil can evil Elvis. I know, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, but eventually they did they, under the Red Hood and were like, here's a good idea. Yeah, and most people now like Jason Todd because he makes a better Red Hood than he ever did a Robin. That's the same as Nightwing, though. A lot of the characters, good or bad Robins, they usually turn out better once they can evolve as characters. Well, that's not true. Robin's an apprenticeship. Like, we like Nightwing, mm-hmm. but we also like him as Robin. Yeah, but we want Nightwing. Yeah, but that's because we have favourites. That's what I mean. Everyone has a favourite Robin, but it's usually after the But that's also not true. We like Nightwing. Damien Wayne. No, I can't stand him. I know, that's why I'm saying it doesn't count. Get him out of here. Stupid Damien. He should disappear without any explanation or story. You okay there, concussion? Okay. Um, an example... Not the one I was going with, but the example I was going to give for the start of this book. Sorry, I died. <laughs> it's fine. Um, the original Donkey Kong game. You know, Mario walking along, he hop over some stuff, he goes and gets the lady that isn't Princess Peach. It's Pauline. Famous Mario character Pauline. And she was never brought up again. Yeah. Until Mario Odyssey, in which she's mayor of New York City. As you do. Yeah. It was a weird recycle reference. They were like, Pauline's back, and everyone's like, Hang on, I gotta Google what Pauline yeah, is. Just... And then they were like, oh shit, Pauline's back, everybody. How are you doing that now? <laughs> I like that one as like a, a weird arbitrary decision to bring her back, but like they still brought her back, so it was cool. Um, I had an answer. Did you? I did. It's gone. It's did gone. I steal it? No. I just don't remember what it was. Was it the chick from Dario? Nah, because that one turned Dario. out to not be a thing. Like, I, the, the reason this subject fascinated me as a kid 
was one of the background characters in Daria appears on missing milk cartons. Like, he's a missing child. Mm. But he still appears in the background, like, a few episodes later for the sake of crowd scenes. So it doesn't really count. But you don't watch him in order as a child. You watch whatever the hell TV puts on. Yeah. So yeah. there was this weird, horrible feeling as a child that one of the other kids in the background was, like, abducted or killed or something. Yeah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> Did you guys have answers while I frantically try to remember the fuck my was? Why didn't I write it down? Because you didn't come up with a number one question until yesterday. I did, but um, mine was Sherlock. I mean, yeah, that counts. That's a good one. At the end of uh, season two, where he dies, and you're like, oh, he's not going to die, he's not going to die. But they really drag it out for a while there, and you're like, oh, he'll be dead. And then, yeah, it goes into this awesome, like explanation of how he you know how he faked his, faked own, death. his own death yeah because he pretty much jumps off the top of the building like he's forced to jump off to save yeah. his friend and he has to jump off in front of his friend yeah so they do like and you're thinking like you're going through every single like and you situation. see it happen like you see him jump like, off and yeah he, yeah you couldn't possibly he couldn't possibly survive and you really and they like do it over like a couple of episodes don't they yeah like he it's comes back just, no one knows yeah. he's still alive and he's just like he's still in their lives and they just don't see They him. go to the funeral, they get rid of him, and then, like, two episodes later, he's back. That's kind of... They kind of did something similar in Jane the Virgin. However, mm-hmm. when they brought them back, it was way worse. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they did that whole thing a couple of times. Because they would do it where, she, like, Rose would be someone else. And that was usually pretty good. But then when they, like, particularly when they brought back Michael from the dead, it, they didn't do that. Yeah. That was dirty. I, I don't like them for it. Because <laughs> he was not supposed to come back. It did, because I liked him explains. As a kid, I was like, um, you know Narnia? Yes. You know when Aslan is killed? Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> that was really traumatizing for me. I loved the movies, but that whole scene was like, holy moly. So when he came back, that was like a relief. Nothing. And he comes back in the last movie as well. Because remember, he just disappears. Gandalf was mine. Like, like when he goes, when he's like fighting like in the mines. Yeah, yeah. And he falls off the thing to like say, "Run, yeah. you fools!" Fly, you fools! They don't fly; they run. I don't know if that's the quote. Is it? No, yeah. it's uh, not the quote. Google it's run, you fools! He's like, he's like holding onto the bridge, like run, you fools! Like it's I'm, I'll, I'll they, can't, they can't fly out and of just the mines. Because you feel like, oh, maybe it can happen, and then the witch goes. <laughs> yeah, because there's that moment where you're like, he's fine, he survived, and then the animal gets in, and you're like. And then it just like completely breaks you up, and then he comes back as Gandalf the White. I didn't like it as a White. I use that quote all the time of, you know, a wizard is never late, nor is he ever early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Hmm. And I get many blanks. Because <laughs> usually it's attached to a. You're late. <laughs> Princess Diaries has a lot. Um, it's a lot of people asking why the hell he says "fly you fools" when they're no, on foot. It's "run you fools." Nah, you're a liar. Fly. No, he doesn't say. It's gurgle. I can't. You. I left my phone at home. I can't remember my answer. You told me baby. that everyone that I message is in this room. I didn't. I said you. <laughs> but I've already spoken to her twice today. Cool work, buddy. Oh, this sucks. My answer's gone. <laughs> Okay, well, hold on to your panties in case. If that I remember, comes back. it'll be in the description of the episode. <laughs> if I don't, it won't. Okay. Sorry. Finally, I'm not the person letting down the podcast. 
I, I did Pauline as an example. That's my answer. But, <laughs> but that was your answer. My answer? Yeah. No, his answer was Gandalf. Gandalf was mine. Oh. Gandalf was mine. Because he was Gandalf the Grey and then he dies and comes I'm back. Sorry, I got caught up on the quote and I forgot why we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it goes in that, oh, that emotional song and they're outside and they just go, like, we gotta go. Mm. God, that's it. Now I'm thinking about books. So I'm going to say Skull Ogre Pleasant to return was really good. It sucked in like another like, Yankee Man. Spoilers. Oh, <laughs> for that. That's a bit late. <laughs> the sore one. Oh, shit. Thank you. High five. Because I was talking about it today. I'm going to myself. Anymore. So do you remember how Saw, as a franchise, would keep recycling their characters to the point where they were bonkers stupid? Like, it was good with the first girl in the reverse bear trap, how she became an apprentice. Yeah. But then they did that with every victim for no goddamn reason. Mm. One character slipped through the cracks. The police officer in the first one. His name I don't remember. He might have been like, um... I think he might have been Danny Glover as an actor. Again with that, I've never seen that They made seven Saw movies? Yeah, the runtime of all of them start to finish used to equal six, six, six minutes. But then they did the stupid Jigsaw prequel and ruined it. Anyway... So this cop disappears after movie one. He's the one character that doesn't get resurgence, recycled, overused to the point of being kind of a joke. That's because they gracefully donated a character and his entire history and story arc to the video game tie-ins. They, they, he disappears. He brother chucks out of the movies so they could put him in the video game. You play as like his son investigating some stuff. Depending on how you go, you kill yourself at the end of the first one, and then there's a sequel, unrelated, I think. But the, but the police officer, all of his like all of his side story in the films is regulated to the which I thought was a really nice choice. Oh, that is cool. Though. Instead of you, then it added, a, it gives a it gives the game actual like it gives it levity because if they just added just a made up bullshit character, it doesn't really count. It doesn't matter. But they yeah they gave it gravity by actually including a character. It makes people want to play. It's not just mm. a throwaway movie time. Exactly. Yeah. Like if they, if like in Back to the Future Three, they just removed Biff completely, and he had a video game instead, <laughs> where you just go around bullying kids. Okay. Can I also, once again, as always, mention Oswald? Of course you can. He's a good <laughs> example. We'll we'll finish on this one because it's the best. So. Really early days, Disney Studios, when it was actually called Disney Brothers Studios. Was it called Red? Red? Or am I thinking something else? No, that's the um, theme park right, animation. You're, you're the expert on Okay, animation. so when it was the Disney Brothers, they came up with a character named Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, and Disney and a very, well, and Roy, and a very small team of animators used to make shorts that were put out by Universal. And due to the way that contracting was done back in the day, um, Walt was getting ready to renew the contract and went out to Universal from LA to New York because New York used to be the movie capital. And when he was there having his meeting with the owner of Universal, he turned around and was like, actually, I'm not going to give you more time to do it. I'm not going to give you more money to do it because I own the character and I've also now own most of your animators. Because it turned out that he was going behind Walt's back and like just hiring people out from all under of him. his people, and um, so on the train ride back from New York to LA, because that was how you got around those days. Um, that was when Walt invented Mickey Mouse. So from and this is early. This is like early twenties esque. Um, 
The Polaroid camera was a twinkle in someone's eye. Universal owned this character of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And throughout Walt's entire life, he was pretty upset that, like, this had managed to happen to him, which is one of the reasons why he was so protective of his characters after that. Yeah, he ruined copyright laws to protect Mickey Mouse, which is ultimately just a shitty knockoff of his original dude. So a couple of years ago, I say a couple, we're getting closer to the decade now. Mm -hmm. Um, Walt Disney Enterprises went to Universal and was like, hey, we noticed that you haven't used this character in a while. Do you still have him? I feel like Disney, I'm sorry, I feel like Universal abandoned Oswald out of spite. He was very popular. But he disappeared. Like he was on everything. He brother chucked. He did. So Walt Disney Enterprises were like, hey, do you still have this character? And they were like, I guess. Yeah, like it's... We haven't done anything with him since color was invented. And so Disney was like, what would it take for you to give him to us? Like, oh, I just remembered the, the trade. <laughs> and they were like, oh, um, we, we can think of a few things. We could come to a deal. Disney traded one of their sports broadcasters from ESPN to get the rights to a character that hadn't been used since pretty much the late 30s. You gotta feel like sloppy seconds if you're the news, if you're the sport yeah, narrator. Like, it's like shit. we're throwing you away for a for a weird spite character that's they, not even a real ha- man. Hang on though, because they bring back Oswald to put him in the Epic Mickey series. Two games. Pretty sure they're only on the Wii. Yeah, who cares? Played it's both Wii of them. Games. They're wonderful. They put him into the parks for a little while, but because Oswald didn't have... Any following whatsoever. Like, they hadn't used him in forever. So the only people that actually knew what Oswald was were, were nerds like, like you. history, like Disney history buffs. Or people that are old enough that they were alive when the original shorts showed. Um, so I think he's even vanished again from most of the theme parks. Oh, most of his fan base are dead from old age, and you. The only places, <laughs> the only places where he currently resides are Japan, where they think bunnies are cute. Yeah, they just they just think he's and cool. And Paris, where they're like, no one else is using him. But you know, he got traded for an actual dude, and I think that's hilarious. It's pretty good. Poor guy. Yeah. And then that's the story of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. There you have it. Who got technically chucked twice. I'm excited for the resurgence of Ron McDonald. We're going to reboot it. Yeah. And on that note, we're done. I have been Kyle. Uh, we've been joined by the lovely Juby and Bobo. Thank you for this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank, you, Thank you for sitting through I 20% not. of an episode that yeah, is just really. Sonic. <laughs> Yep, and I've been your host, Toby DePolo. Thanking you for listening. Uh, Bye. Class dismissed.